Most Divided Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special holiday version and a very special guest appearance we have today on the podcast. We have uh, Twitter users will know him as at Thick Stoskis. Uh, RCMB users will know him as somebody hit the bleep sound. <laughs> and then uh, Bucket Problem listeners and readers will know him as Dan. Thank you for coming on the show, Dan. Oh, How thank are you? you guys for, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, you know, as uh, as the premier Michigan, Michigan State podcast on the internet, I think we can say that um about house divided uh i i feel like i had to come on you know being a subject matter expert on on both schools <laughs> and honestly like with the amount of time i'm definitely like a, a i'm a fan i'm functionally a fan of both schools in terms of like my operating knowledge of of michigan state's roster which is uh, totally unhealthy so um yeah no thanks <laughs> for having me on <laughs> that is just excellent uh jeremy jeremy's here too say hi oh, god um i don't have kids. That's uh, that's my advice <laughs> to you guys. I slept. To put everyone in perspective, I'm off of work, so that's at least nice. But uh, I slept in a crib last night because our 20 month old has decided that sleeping's he's done. He's over it. <laughs> so he wanted to play hockey last night at two in the morning. So that's. I mean, when, sometimes that's just what that's how it, how it is, and you, you've just got to play hockey at two a.m. I mean, it's, I created my own monster. That's my own fault. Right. So that's why I was the one that was up at 2 AM and the wife got to sleep. So. <laughs> All right. It's awesome. Like, yeah. That's, go ahead, that's like Dan. the dream you had. No, sorry. Like that's like the dream you have, like when you're having, kids, like, oh, it's gonna be awesome. I'll get to like play sports with it. And you know, like, oh, it's like raise and like, and, and, and you know, coach all the teams. It's like, nope, you get to play hockey at 2 AM. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that I was going to, you know, put some water down on the rink and everything like that. But that was just like, being a dad and being drunk at 4 a.m. Not uh, not having him actually pl- try and play with me at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Can you believe we all used to be dumb babies who wanted to play hockey at 2 a.m.? I mean, not all of us specifically, but you know what I mean. Just yeah. insane. Believe, I'm never having a kid. I <laughs> that I hated sleep so much. So... <laughs> All right. Well, we better get this on track. A uh, lot to talk to with the Orange Bowl coming up, and we'll even get to a little Peach Bowl talk. Uh, but first, I wanted to give Dan 60 seconds on our show to dance on some Buckeye graves. So uh, time's starting now. <laughs> oh, 60 seconds. I mean, I've been doing this for the last month. Um, I mean, yeah, no, uh, it's it's been great. Um, I think that, you know, not winning for so long made it that much more special. Um, it was a great experience. And uh I think that um, I, I do really feel that Ohio State fans were just totally unprepared to lose um, a game to Michigan. Um, they have really been showing their ass online and and being like generally uh, just really, really sore losers. Um, <clears throat> and that goes like for their beat writers and their fans online. Um, and just, you know, and just everyone involved with the program and, you know, CJ Stroud, like making excuses about how everyone had the flu and, you know, like they, they saying that his Heisman moment, like was when he scored a, a, 
uh, a touch or like had that run called back on a hold or whatever, like just very bizarre, weird behavior. Um, and I really think it's like, look, I, I'm under no, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, like, you know, Michigan's going to even up the rivalry or whatever. Like Ohio State's still like a tier one program and, you know, Michigan's not there yet, obviously. Um, but it is like very gratifying to kind of see that fan base meltdown for once and kind of see like, you know, them have to deal with uh, having a an overall successful season, but just like ruined on the last week of the year, um, which has generally been an exclusively Michigan uh, experience to have. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been great. Um, specifically, I don't know, who can I shout out that's been – oh, Jay Book. Jay Book is the is my favorite currently. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. blocked me. Uh, he blocked me a while ago for posting that picture, that, that like wedding shoot that he did or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I know the picture uh, but, you're talking about. So I, have to, yeah. so I have to go on like incognito mode and like go look at his tweets. But he's he's been putting out some absolute bangers. Go 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 check him out. <laughs> well, I let you run over there, but it was all because you were making I, all too many great points. I, as somebody who has also lived through exclusively losing to Ohio State, uh, this was uh, the first one as an adult. <laughs> And uh, it, it was more than I could ever dream from dream of. Uh, I do want the, to thank the, you guys for uh, hopefully making Ryan day quit and uh, <laughs> come to the Chicago bears. Like, so I, I mean, do you, you really want continue. that, that energy? Like, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, he's better. He's better than Nagy. I mean, at least. Um, I, mean I, I live in Chicago. So I like, I have like yeah. so much, I, I hear about the, how bad the bears are just all the time, whether I want yeah. to or not. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I can't really be too upset if they at least, you can't say that they ruined Justin Fields if they bring Ryan Day in at least, right? You know, yeah. so at least we can kind of end the uh, the Bears ruined another good quarterback with uh, if we bring Ryan Day in, it just he just was never meant to be then. So, right. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's uh, Ohio State. Uh, d- successful Ohio State coaches historically have done incredible in uh, the NFL. So <laughs> hey, <laughs> the Jaguars got to have a really fun year this year, Dad. Okay, I want to yeah, do that. This is, I'll take that over right. the guy in the visor who. Uh, kicks like field goals down 17 in the fourth quarter you know so <laughs> honestly yeah they, they, it would be an upgrade for them to be like at least interesting bad over they're just like go. the most boring team in the nfl right now um so 100 yeah 100 yeah. yeah man well as much as i'd love to continue to talk about the nfc north uh we do have some playoff football to get to talk to uh about dan knows more football than both of us he played which immediately puts him (laughs) a level above uh so i'm gonna have him explain to me in this fancy world where in three days michigan beats georgia what does the breakdown of Michigan's offensive production have to look like here? Cause I think a lot of people, I think Jim Harbaugh wants to go down to Miami and run the ball down the best run defenses throat uh, because he's Jim Harbaugh. And I don't think that's how it's going to work if they win this game. So could you, yeah. could you give me your insight on that? Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think it's interesting, like as far as running the ball, like I just don't see us being like, I don't think that they're going to, we're going to run for like, you know, 0.2 yards per carry. I mean, this offensive line is very good. The running backs are good. Like they, 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 they have a diverse running game. Like they're going to get, you know, they're going to be able to run the ball a little. It's not like Georgia's holding everyone to like, you know, 0.5 yards per carry or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we've seen Michigan against better defenses. I mean, Michigan State more or less shut down their run game. I mean, you know, passing game's a whole other thing, but more or less shut down the run game. Um, Penn State, 
for large portions of that game, at least we're shutting down the run game and Wisconsin definitely, you know, uh, shut down the run game. So, you know, we've seen Michigan get stopped and Georgia's a lot better than those defenses. I mean, straight up, you know, this, at least until the Alabama game was, and, and, and is, I, I believe still, you know, a generational defense, like a, a, a Michigan 2016 type defense. I mean, maybe even more, right. I mean, that's, it's the number one defense in the country. Um, and specifically they've got great d- defensive tackle play and, you know, linebacker play and like, you know, they've got, they've got two guys that are they're that are like sort of like Devin Bush, but big in the middle. Um, and then they've got like the, one of the best defensive tackles in the country. And I think Jordan Davis, right. Is his name. So um, yeah, like I, I don't see Michigan like winning that matchup consistently. Um, but I think the, the good news, if you're a Michigan fan is that uh, in games in like, you know, that Michigan has not really had a bad offensive game plan in any of their big games this year, right? Like it, it, it kind of hasn't been, they've run the ball to death against teams that they can run the ball to death against, but Harbaugh has Harbaugh and Gaddis have shown that, you know, they're willing to throw, put the ball in the air and like, they're willing to do different things. I mean, we did not just run the ball to death against Wisconsin or Penn state or Michigan state I mean, Michigan state. They look like a, uh, an air raid offense, you know? So like, I think that you're going to see Michigan be willing to be aggressive, especially considering like this game, I think is gravy to a lot of fans. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, you're hoping for the best, but it's like, Hey, we beat Ohio state. We won the big 10. Like that was the monkey off the back. Like anything that happens from this point is gravy. So the pressure's kind of off. Um, so I think you'll see them come out, be aggressive, try to exploit some of the things that, um that Alabama did against Georgia in terms of um uh Georgia runs of like a pattern matching defense I'm not like a huge X and O's guy but like it's not man it's not zone it's pattern matching and you can exploit pattern matching um zones uh by like running specific route combinations against them that you know take advantage of of whatever you know rules that the defenders have to follow and Alabama did that really well and they were able to do that because Bryce Young was um, you know, uh, staying alive in the pocket, which is going to be the big question mark, right? Like I, Cade McNamara, I think is very good, but he's not Bryce Young in any way, shape or form. So it's it, to answer, to, to, to uh, in- conclude this incredibly long diatribe I've gone on. Um, I think it's going to have to look like uh, it's going to have to look like Cade, you know, standing in the pocket for, for a while um, and, and trusting the uh, route combinations to open up, you know, chunk plays down the field, um, maybe a couple gimmick plays, you know, Gavis has been pretty good about putting those together and then like running for like 3.5 yards per carry would be great. You know, that type of thing with maybe like a couple chunks thrown in. So, you know, and then ultimately like, Hey, they score, like, let's just say they score 24 points, you know, like that I think could be enough if you've got a really good defensive game plan. Yeah, totally. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I also I made the joke about Jim Harbaugh wanting to go in there and run the ball on the top run defense. But I think they've shown this year that they're willing to move the ball, however, is best suited against the defense. People have talked about how that's something Mike McDonald's kind of done is just find something that the opponent sucks at and pick on it. And I think Josh Gaddis has really done that. Um so let's let's move forward. I want to talk about big game Kirby Smart because 
big game Kirby smart. I think this is where we could find out if that's just Alabama game Kirby smart, or maybe if there's something there, because I, I, I worded the question in the notes of does Michigan have the talent, but the more I thought about it, I was like, well, does anybody but Alabama have the talent to force him out of his shell? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that whole narrative? Of, yeah. yeah um, I, I think that Michigan has, Michigan has the talent in a cut on, on, I would say just generally on defense everywhere besides linebacker, they have the talent to like uh, probably stay in contact. I mean, look, Michigan played very well against Ohio state, who I think is a genuinely a better offense than Georgia. So if they can get, if they can rush the passer, which it seems like they can rush the passer against anyone in the country. I mean, they've got the two best, two of the best, like five pass rushers in the country. So you know, ideally they, they, they get home a lot um, on, on sets and Bennett um, that, you know, yeah, I think that they can, they can make it uncomfortable and they can win enough matchups against this offense to like have success. You know, I mean, if, if you can, if you can at least hold down Ohio state's offense, you can hold down any offense. Um, as far as uh, offense goes. Yeah. I think they do. I think that they protect, they're going to be able to protect the passer. Georgia's one area on defense that they don't have, incredible like overwhelming talent is at a uh, pass rusher. So I think that Michigan's offensive line will be able to hold up there. They've got the talent at running back, you know, with, with Donovan Edwards to, you know, force the linebackers into coverage a little bit. Um, and they've got the speed at receiver to test down the field. I don't know if you can say they have the same talent as obviously you can't say they have the same talent as Alabama. Right. I mean, Jameson Williams won the Bolitnikoff, you know, We've got, I think Michigan's receivers are underrated and, and next year could be really, really good. But right now it's like, it's, they're more, um, they had a lot of production this year, but it's, it's still more like talent than production, I would say. Um, and, and Georgia's cornerbacks are really, really good. So I think as ter- I think Michigan has enough talent that if things break the right way and they start getting into the type of game they want to be in, then it's all about just making it close deep into the second half, right? Because that's when big game Kirby smart comes out, which, you know, I mean, it feels like I'm looking in the mirror, like this has kind of been the things that people have said about Harbaugh for, for so many years. And, you know, this year he's been really good at it, you know, they, but like previously definitely wasn't um, you, you got to make him sweat and you got to make coaches like Kirby smart really clench up and go into that conservative shell and start thinking like, okay, kick a field goal here. Okay. Like let's maybe let's just run it on third down and punt. And then, you know, like Harbaugh's got to continue to do what he's done all year and take advantage of that by being, you know, the more aggressive and, and more, um, you know, uh, smarter generally coach that he has been this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And Georgia really just hasn't gotten into many of those games this year. That's kind of something that brings me back to positive feelings about this game is Michigan got, into a rock fight in happy Valley that they never should have been in because of turnover luck. Really? Uh, Mm -hmm. They, they lost, but I think it, we talked about it on our last episode between me and Jeremy, they lost to Michigan state, but I think that game made them a better team. And so Mm -hmm. that's one thing that makes me hopeful is I think if Michigan can just keep this in, make it a real football game in the fourth quarter, they've been in a lot more of those this year than Georgia has. So that's uh I will I will say that is yeah. a long that is a long task though to it oh, sounds yeah. easy but I will yeah. say like I mean 
you know, not to say that I think this Michigan team is nothing like the MSU team that went to the playoffs. I think they're much more talented and much more on an even footing with an SEC team. But I think if you look at the Georgia versus Florida game and the MSU versus uh, Alabama game from that playoff, like you can be minutes away from the halftime thinking you're there and then you're down 21 all of a sudden. So that's the tough part is like if this Georgia team comes in and can do like the last five minutes of that second quarter against Florida or like you said, you could get Kirby on his heels in the fourth quarter. So, Dan, I was going to ask you, if we're looking at, you know, talking about the, the passing game, is it going to be, you know, obviously, like you said, the wide receivers next year, is this going to be another Andrew Anthony type game, though? If he, is he the closest thing to Jameson Williams for for that type of route runner and kind of that speed over the middle? Or Yeah, you know, I think it's ultimately going to be um, a – an everyone chips in type game. I mean, that's kind of in Michigan's passing attack. I mean, really the only game where anyone really went off was against Michigan state when Andrew right. Anthony, you know, and even then it's not like he caught a million passes. He caught like, you know, two, two, three touch or what was it? He'd caught two touchdowns. Right. And then like one of them was like 70 yards. Um, yep. So I think it's going to have to be like everyone chips in. Um, it could be a, uh, I think it could be a Donovan Edwards game. I think the one area that George's, struggled a little bit is covering uh, running backs out of the backfield, but um, you know, Michigan's passing game has been very diverse um, and they're, they're, you know, they use their tight ends. They use all their receivers. Um, it's, it's going to have to be like every, you know, we're going to have to get, get everyone's best effort. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, but like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm painting a little bit of a rosy picture, but there's definitely a universe where uh, George is just uh, Michigan just can't move the ball and Georgia is scoring, you know, like Georgia scores like 14 points in the first quarter. And then it's like more or less over from there. Like I'm not discounting that at all. Like Georgia is, if you ask me who the better team here is like, yeah, Georgia has been the better team all year. It's more about like, you know, you've got to like just find a way to get into the deep third quarter in a close game. And then like, you know, hopefully they start to fall apart a little bit and you're the tougher team. Do you think we see more of JJ uh, than we have? Um, I think that it's interesting. Um, it, I, I think that I think that they will probably the same amount, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it, you're really gonna you're really gonna start splitting splitting it more 50-50 in the in the uh, national semifinal. You know, I mean, I think they'll use him. They're clearly very comfortable with him. Like, I think they're trying, starting to trust him more. I mean, he ba- basically since that, you know, um, since the uh, MSU fumble, which apparently wasn't really on him, um, uh-huh. they they basically have just like, yeah, like we'll, we'll put him in in big situations, you know. And I, 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 I mean, I think that if you're going to do the two quarterback system, I think that's the way you do it. Um, so I think that, you know, I, I think that uh, you might see – a more diverse package there. Like, I think one thing that would be good is just like, just put him in and throw and just like run a basic passing play, like just kind of like break some tendency stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. But probably, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be like 80, 20, I think, yeah. you know, it's, which is more or less what it's been right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I, the only thing that gives me pause is just because I've heard that bowl prep is almost like, like camp too. Like yeah, it, and right, so I right. didn't know if they might try and work them in. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um yeah. just before, I think the, the more yeah. oh sorry. I was gonna say I think the more interesting is is just like 
what happens to, to look ahead even a little bit more like what happens in the off season. Right. Cause that's going to be the big, like, you know, the big question is like, what yeah. do we do next year? Yeah. But not, that's, that's a whole my, other conversation. Not letting myself yeah. <laughs> do that until Michigan has lost again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, so real quick, before we get to the peach bowl, um, I have been Patrick Mayhorn pilled as thinking Cincinnati <laughs> is fucking awesome. So how much more do we want Michigan Cincinnati in the national championship? And do we even matchup wise? I don't know. I haven't paid enough to either of those, not to enough attention to either of those teams. Um, I will be, uh, I, you know what? I like hand up. I have not watched enough of Cincinnati just mostly because I think, I don't think I watched the Notre Dame game because I think that I was watching my girlfriend's a Purdue grad. I tweeted that all the time. I'm a girl. I'm a huge <laughs> girlfriend guy. Um, but we were, we were at the bar watching uh, Purdue, Iowa um, with, with a bunch of her friends. So I was kind of like half watching the Notre Dame true Cincinnati game. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's true look Purdue's Purdue's good at sports this year. This is definitely uh, a one year thing, but um, anyway, but like, uh, we were watching the Purdue Iowa game, so we actually I actually missed the Cincinnati um, Notre Dame game, and then every other Cincinnati game has been boring as hell because mm-hmm. they like literally they just beat the crap out of everyone. They're a legit good team. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that they're 14 point dogs to Bama, um, more because I don't think this is an all time great Bama team at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, I, I, do I want Cincinnati? Oh, over uh bama of course i mean like i'm not gonna like sit yeah. here and pretend that yeah. you know i don't yeah. like, i think that alabama is the better team and i don't want saban in a big game like that's the bigger thing right it's yeah. like saban right. just seems to have that belichick thing where it's like he just pulls the best games out of his teams at the exact right moments and uh luke fickle historically is uh has never beaten michigan so yep oh and two that's what i was yeah. just about to shove that in there yeah <laughs> uh yeah, obviously, I'd rather have Cincinnati. And also, it would be a little easier to take losing to Cincinnati if they had already beaten Alabama. So, right, exactly. It would, although you know that it would be a thing like that would. Oh yeah, it, it would oh, be yeah. like that. That would honestly hurt more. I think. I, I think you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I could take losing Alabama way more because, like, okay, you know, hey, like. You, you, you won a playoff game and you lost Alabama. Like it happens. Mm-hmm. If we blow, like if we get there and it's Cincinnati somehow pulls off an upset, then Michigan's probably gonna be like four or five point favorites. And I don't think I can take losing a national title when it's like right there for the taking. So Luke Fickle. I'd much rather lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. He goes to Columbus the day after. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I would. Yeah. I, it would just be, I'd be right back into the, into the, the, uh, the, the bad place. <laughs> oh yeah. You got it. The amount of Ohio State fans that would have a UC avatar for the like week leading up to that game, and then oh, yeah, if you absolutely. lose that, like I mean, we could even get ourselves involved, like you know, with uh, yes. your the DC at Cincinnati being a an MSU guy, you know. So it's uh, yeah. we it would be yeah. ugly. I, I think you guys I, should want Alabama. <laughs> Everyone wants Bama, guys. Yeah, we we would definitely want Bama. I I would say also like as an aside, like. I want Luke Fickle nowhere near Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like that yep. guy, that guy hates Michigan. You can just see it in him. And uh, I'm much, I'd much rather have Ryan Day, who I'm not even saying is a bad coach. Like I think Ryan Day is a good coach still, like despite him kind of like looking like shit right now. But I do not want any part of just like an absolute like Michigan hating psychopath at Ohio State. 
Nope, who, cheap fickle away. I mean, you guys, you guys have seen that, but the last one was just a Mormon who feels up girls in bars. So I mean, <laughs> this guy like, yeah, who beat us a, every he, single year. Girlfriend guy, Dan. He's a wife guy, man. His wife is. Uh, I, it, it sounds like she dictates where they take jobs. So you know, it's uh, you don't want that. No, you do not want that. Keep him at Cincinnati. Is wait is is Urban Meyer a Mormon? He's you from Utah. Mormon? Yeah, oh, he is he's he? from Utah. Yeah. That's wild. I, mean, I, gotta I did it. not know. It makes, yes, it makes it a little Uh-oh. extra Uh-oh. spicy. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, the, his, his background is a little extra spicy with that. I gotta Google this now because he can't be a Mormon. That's that's impossible. <laughs> uh, Maybe he's not. No, I think he's you know, he's Catholic, right? Because the minority. No, no, he, no. Jer, he's not Jer, Mormon. He's Jerry, you're off. Okay. He yeah. he went. I'm reading about him going to a Mormon conference to learn yes, more about the yes. culture when he coached yeah. Utah. Uh, uh, I'm like, that's boo. impossible. Yeah, I, we would have had jokes about this so long bad. ago yes, if he was a Mormon. So There's bad. no way. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> God, All okay. right. Well, speaking he gave of me a heart attack, there, I'm like, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not the only one. Okay, this got asked in 2006. But he is Catholic. We got about the whole nerd angle. Oh my God! Well, speaking of factually incorrect statements, let's move on to Michigan State. Uh, they play in the Peach Bowl without Kenny's, um, so that's kind of a bummer. I was really excited for this game, and now I'm not. So, you guys can talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, I guess I never really thought Kenny Pickett was going to play. Because it just didn't make sense, even though I mean, 500 yards is just sitting there for him if you wanted it. Yeah, but, that's uh, what I was hoping would get him to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just never made sense that he was going to play. And then, yeah, Walker, it was just kind of a quiet thing, but it, was, it makes sense that he's not playing. I don't know it's this feels uh, the most like bowl game, bowl game that I remember MSU playing in in a while, of where it's like just play freshmen and sophomores. Give me a preview of next year. I mean, outside of the wide receiver position, like I think I saw today that Reed and Naylor are going to play. So that's going to be, you know, but really it's just going to be show us what the passing attack is going to look like next year and who's the leading, like going into camp, who's going to be the running back, Collins or Simmons, because Berger can't play, but he's going to be a part of that competition, right? So it's it's got the most like NFL week three of the preseason feel. <laughs> uh of uh of any bowl game which is fine because like we could go and get absolutely destroyed and i outside of just existing online would not be that upset about it because they just say this is the most exhibition bowl game ever which has been kind of fun because like you see them having fun with bowl week and everything and it is nice to not be nervous about a bowl game outside of i really just don't need to see pat and be happy that would (laughs) that would suck so so and i swear i'm not trying to troll with this like i'm just saying like I think that it's fair to say that like, you know, obviously Pitt, Kenny Pickett was like the most important player. He's a quarterback, Heisman candidate, whatever. And for Michigan state, obviously Kenneth Walker was the most important, you know, like I think that both of those teams, and this is not a knock on either one, right? Like if you take the best player away from any team, they're going to get, take a huge hit. So it's like Kenneth Walker counts. He's part of Michigan state. Like it's, you can't just say, Oh, without Kenneth Walker, they're nothing. Right. But I do think you take it away. Like, both these teams are significantly worse mm-hmm. as they are constructed right now. Is this like somewhat like a pretty low level, like matchup between like if these two teams as they are right now played the full season again, they probably go like a combined, like, I don't know. They probably both go like seven and six type range or seven and right. five or eight and four type range. And they're playing the peach bowl. Like, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see 
like this is the most I have no beat on this game. I don't know which team, you know, like it it's see I I I think like Pitt, you know, can still probably pass the ball a lot. Like Michigan State's secondary is still really bad. I mean, it's and it's gotten worse with injuries, to be fair. Like it wasn't as bad early in the season. Um and uh and like, but then Michigan State, I'm like, well, like, what is their offense without Kenneth Walker? I mean, like, mm-hmm. what does that even look like? Especially considering I don't, I'm not, I think it's good you guys got Burger. I don't think Simmons is very good. Um, but it's, I think it'll be really interesting because you could get anything out of this. Like, this could be really yeah. ugly. This could be an absolute shootout. Like, who knows? I think this is going to be the most like narrative, like, sports writers are going to love this game, right? Like, you could build so many narratives out of this of just, who, like the whole bowl system of who wants to be there, that matters, right? Like who, who wants to be there. Um, but I also think that like going into this game, like one thing I like is that I like, I like having Mel Tucker in this situation over maybe like a D'Antonio, let's say, because I think Mel Tucker is pretty clearly over two years, basically said like, if you want to waste a bowl game, you can, I'll go recruit a portal kid to take your spot. Like I'm not mm-hmm. fucking around. Like this is the way it is. So I like that attitude for a bowl game, right? Cause you got to, to me that shows like guys like well i still have to put on good tape even if i want to be here or be out of here i gotta have good tape so i think that that plays to msu's mindset a little bit in the game but no i'm i'm with you too like the i mean the hype going into the game is we're having to talk about a walk-on safety who didn't play the last two years of high school looking good in practice right because they're just between portal and injuries they are down so many people in the secondary that you're just like trying to find anything that is a, a slight improvement. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of lean towards it could be kind of like a, I'm hoping my goal is I'm going into it, hoping it's going to be like a, a G five shootout type bowl game where it's just really fun. And maybe like, if it could be something, it's not going to be as good as like maybe talent on the field, but if it could be similar to that cotton bowl with Baylor, of just like fun moments. You have a fat guy touchdown, you have, you know, you have a comeback, yeah. you have a lot of points. Like if it can be like that, that would be good. I mean, MSU fans would still whine over every completed pass. Like they haven't watched 12 games of this defense. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be, that's all I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for like a G5 shootout fun game, you know, just yeah. to go into the off season and be like, well, at least we know we'll score points. I don't know if we'll stop them next year, but it will score points still, even without Kenneth Walker. Because I think there's no way to know what we're going to have in the secondary in this game. Because I think we brought in, what, seven high school kids coming in? Mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to have portal kids. Like, there's no way to know what the defense is going to look like next year off this game. But I think you can take something away of how did they look without Kenneth Walker from this right, game. Right. So that's what we'll yeah. probably be watching for. Yeah, and I think that, like um... – I think, I, by the way, I want to make it clear, like my take on Michigan State this year, like, do I think they've been like a little bit lucky? Like, sure. Like, do I think that like Kenneth Walker is like covered up a lot of issues? Sure. But like, they're still a lot better than I thought they would be. Even if you take away like all of that, like, even if like, let's say like, you know, they, 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 some balls bounce the other way and like they'd go eight and four, like that's still like so much better than where this roster was um, mm-hmm. to start 2020 when it was like, I mean, I was looking at them. I mean, they still beat Michigan, which, you know, whatever, but uh I like, I was looking at that roster. I'm like, this is like an empty, like this is a horrible, horrible roster. Um, but like, I think uh, yeah. Tucker's done a great job, like turning things around. And I think it'll be interesting next year because I think that they will be maybe a little bit of a better team, but I think they might have a worse record next year. 
um, which sure. will be in, which will be interesting. But yeah, no, it's this is a total unknown ball game, which is honestly fun. Like at least you know we're not gonna get to see like the best players, which is a bummer. But at least it's like you know not a hopefully not like a a blowout that like you know is like makes me want to like change to uh, regular season basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for God. sure. It, it has that potential. It feels like it could be the one that, like I said, it, just, it gives you so many vibes of just that New Year's Six Bowl that it has like a G5 team in it. And you're kind of like, I don't know, this could be good or it could be I'm turning it off in the second quarter. Um, but then those games a lot of times turn out to be the ones that you remember after the end of bowl season. of just like, well, I remember like 51-49 games. That was crazy. That's kind of how this feels. So I'm hoping that's what it is. And I'm hoping we get to see uh, – a good glimpse into the future a little bit of uh, an offense without Kenneth Walker. Cause yeah, you're not going to find another Kenneth Walker. <laughs> like I like Jalen Berger. I think he's fine, but you're not going to find a guy who can save a bad, a mediocre to bad offensive line like this. So you need to show something for next year. Yeah. I'm going to take over 56 and a half and just try and have a good time for a couple hours and hope, hope that things go my way. Uh, Dan, Brother, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can, oh, can we guys. can we coerce you into a score prediction uh, for for each game just while we have you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll say, God, I'm, I know that I'm supposed to predict Michigan to win, um, uh, nah, but I, I think that I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Georgia. I'm gonna say Georgia wins twenty. 27 to 20 or something like that. Um, okay. In Fair sort enough. of like a, uh, in sort of like a close the whole way. Um, but just like Michigan maybe gets out to a 14, 10 halftime lead. Um, and then Georgia really tightens things up in the second half um, on defense. And, you know, like Michigan, you still get to touchdown and make it close late, but like, it's just generally the better team. Um, yep. You know, able to run the ball better, all that. And then for Michigan State, I mean, God, I don't know. I really don't know with this one because it's like, what does this offense look like without Kenneth Walker? What does Pitt look like without Kenny Pickett? Um, I'm going to say that Pitt still has good receivers. Their offense is still in place. Like, it, I don't know what this backup looks like, but I know what Michigan State's pass defense looks like. Just not very good. Um and so, so, and then, then plus the fact that Kenneth Walker is not going to be playing like, and they don't have, like, I'm really low on honestly, their backup running back situation as it is currently constructed. Um, and also their offensive line as it is currently constructed. Like, I think that I, I'm just going to say that Pitt wins 24 to f- 14, um, which I know that sounds disrespectful. Like, if they had Kenneth Walker, I'd be picking Michigan state. I want to be clear about that. Like this is not a reflection of what I think of like Michigan state as the, like a quality of their team throughout the season. It's just, as it sits right now, I feel like, like losing Kenneth Walker is a huge blow. So yeah, 24 to 14 pit. Awesome. Uh, I'll just, uh, I think Michigan's going to lose and I think Michigan <laughs> state's going to win and we can all act like it's 2015, but in the reverse dimension. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Literally like this is so it's, have you thought about like how similar these, uh, these uh, seasons are like to, to mm-hmm. 2015 when it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I gotta say, it feels a lot better from this side. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's just hope we score some points on new year's Eve. Yeah, we should score one field goal. We will have officially the second best Big Ten performance of all time. (laughs) 
That's right. Yeah, just for you guys, I hope you're not down 14. What was that? He was 14 nothing, and then you just throw an awful interception yeah. in the end zone at the end of the first half. Just don't do that, and then he'll be fine. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. So, I'll, I'll let Jim know. Uh, <laughs> Dan, thanks go. for coming on, and uh, everybody go thanks, listen guys. to the bucket problem. <laughs>